What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Casual Conversation with Will and Gary, episode number 34, coming to your eardrums today. And sadly, you just get me and Gary on this episode. I know we've had a string of guests coming along, and those episodes were really good, but just me and Gary back on today, so sorry about it, but we're back on the grind. We're going to keep pumping them out, baby, so... Um, me and Gary just got on here, shot the bull, talked about our weeks, talked about stuff, talked about, um, creating distance in your life, talked about bicycling, um, talked about quite a few things and I'm sure we'll have something on here that you guys are going to enjoy. So as always, I want to thank you for stopping by and I hope you enjoy the show. What's going on, everyone? Hello, hello. Casual conversation podcast back at it again. Swing. Swing. Ski. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, dude. That's back a, heck, at a heck of an intro. <laughs> back at it again, baby. Episode number 34. Four. Yeah. And sadly, sadly. I wouldn't say sadly. I know what you're fixing to say. We're going solo dolo. Solo dolo. Me and Gary back on the grind again. The dynamic duo, I guess That's you That's what they say. call us? They can call us that? That's they what call they call us many things. <laughs> some nice, some not so nice. But anyways, yeah, this, we've, been, we've been knocking out the guests lately, man. Dude, yeah. We had to get a few, though, uh, you know, before you moved off so for sure had to get as many as we can strike while the iron's hot they say we uh we've got a few more guests coming on we've we've had some some issues with just getting time i mean people are busy and it's worked out really really well uh, as far as like the guests that we've had on like they've been able to make it on sometimes short notice and they're real flexible but past few it's just been kind of hard to get get them in the time slot and things happen, yeah. you know? Well, because Gary works very early in the morning and goes to sleep very early in the evening. And then I don't get off until four o'clock or close to, which is, you know, later in the evening. Yeah. So it's worked out really good, actually. <clears throat> yeah. All and being said. Yeah. Actually, uh, we're supposed to be having uh, AJ Cannon on next week. Yeet. Drasco uh, Band, babe. Yeah. Well, he's got an album out. Um, He's got to do a few more copyright stuff with iTunes and uh, Google Play and Spotify. But once he gets all that, it's going to be on electronic download. It's it's really good. It's kind of like classic rock, uh, even maybe a little bit of country type stuff. That's cool, uh, so. though, man. The well, electronic we'll download. One. Yeah. yeah we'll That's legit. One. I didn't know that. But anyways, um, I, oh, yeah, I also met a dude at a, at a party last night for the first time. Uh, ever like I never met this dude and these people at the party I, I wouldn't call it a party it was more like a get together shindig it's like a shindig it's a hoot nanny it's a ho <laughs> it's a ho down was it <laughs> was it ten or less uh yeah it was shindig. probably like it's probably like seven or eight yeah that's a shindig so uh we're all like you know hanging out and stuff and I didn't know anybody there and they all knew each other and so uh or I knew one person there the person that invited me but uh we get to talking, and I kind of, you know, I get warmed up, and uh, 
people start figuring out that I have a podcast. Oh no! And by, and by the oh, end of the night, no, there it goes. <laughs> and by the end of the night, um, yeah, I had I had a couple of them wanting to wanting to be on the podcast. Oh, of course they were, baby. And everybody and wants to be on. Yeah. Everybody wants a media presence. <laughs> They're gonna be famous. Yeah, no, I think some of them were kind of joking, but this one guy. Like he really wants to be on the podcast, and they're going on a ten-day journey. There's like four of them, four guys that are going on like a ten-day journey across the nation, just hitting national parks. I think they're gonna drive all the way. It's like twenty-two hours to Zion National Park. Where's that at? That would be over in Arizona or Utah. It's okay, I think okay. it's like in Arizona, just in Arizona, right outside of Utah. So That'd be cool. Close. Are they going to Yosemite? No, that's in Southern California, so that'd, that'd be... What's that all across the nation, baby? I figured they'd be... Well, yeah, they're, yeah, I don't think they're going to go to Yosemite. Dude, I'm, I, okay, I got to put Courtney on blast right now. Okay, do it. We were uh, one of her, or one of her friends, I guess that's my friend too, but a, uh, a girl she went to school with uh, got engaged, and she got engaged at Yosemite National Park, which is really cool, Ooh. you know? It's like a beautiful landscape, you know, oh, whatever. Yeah. But she, she called it, Courtney called it Yosemite. Yosemite. She called it Yosemite. Oh man! And I was like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "Did you see my friend got engaged?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> she said, <laughs> "I was like, she said Yosemite," and I was like, "You mean Yosemite?" And she was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Yeah, that was a blunder." <laughs> that was and you a, will be put on blast. That was for a, a blunder. blunder for sure. I'm all about putting Courtney on blast. You know, I really wanted to be on the podcast and everything, but I don't know if she I don't know if she Bro, can word herself to. if she says yo things like Yosemite. Yosemite. <laughs> Yosemite. Dude, it sounds like uh thermite. That's what that reminds me of. <laughs> the stuff that blows up. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yosemite. She put said some, Yosemite. Just put some Yosemite in it. <laughs> I don't know what that uh, you sounds guys like. want you guys want a glass of Yosemite? <laughs> Dude, that could be anything. Jaeger bombs. Jaeger bombs. Jaeger bombs. <sighs> Anyways, anyway. yeah. We got we got some guests gonna come on soon, but today you're stuck with us. Stuck with us. <laughs> so, so how you can your like week? it or leave it, huh? Do what now? I said you can like it or leave it. Yeah. Please so, please like it. And subscribe <laughs> and download. Like I mean give follow us, us on social media. Yeah, follow us on social media. <laughs> Give us a, you know, word of mouth is the best advertisement. Tell your friends. That's true. Tell your kids, tell your wife, tell everybody. Tell everybody. <laughs> but anyways, well, how was your week? Dude, it was good, man. Um, trying to think. Last weekend, I didn't do anything last weekend because we just, uh, me and Courtney just hung out at the house. But since we last convened, um, um, the it might have been, two, not last weekend, but two weekends ago. We went and floated the river, um, the Caddo River, which I'd never been to. Um, I didn't even know it existed, but um, one of my sister-in-law's, no, my sister-in-law's boyfriend is from that area, and uh, that's like their buffalo, I guess. So he was like, yeah, dude, people float it all the time. You can float on a tube. So I was like, dude, yeah, let's go. We went to- Float the Caddo! Yeah, dude. <laughs> we went and got a tube at Academy. It's like, a, it's a sweet tube. It's like a two-manner. With a cooler in the middle and like a little spot to put your bag and stuff. Dude, it's legit. Yeah. Super cool. Wow. But yeah, we went and did that. Good that, time? That was a good time. That was a good time. Super chill. The water wasn't even that fast. So peaceful. Wasn't too hot. Water's really cold though because it, it's kind of like um, it comes off of a dam and that's like what makes the river. Kind of like the Little Red, but not near as cold. But uh, yeah, that was a good time. 
and then um, worked the rest of that week. Oh, went and watched uh, the UFC fight at Whitney's sister's house with Paxton. That was a good fight. Yeah, y'all kind of told me a little bit yeah, about that. that was insane. Um, I won't get into details with that because I'll talk about it for a long time. And you guys don't care, so. Um, but no, <laughs> other than that, just went to work and then just been hanging out, man. Sounds but, like it, dude. Usually dude, you're lame, and that was a really dude, that was a really cool yeah. I actually, one. went and did something, dude. What up? Oh, and tonight, me and Courtney are going to watch The Lion King. No, I'm saying so. I'm stuck about that. Really, I just want to go get a large popcorn, but extra butter. <laughs> the extra buttery popcorn? Yeah, dude, for sure. Damn, but, man, uh, my, my hands, they were slippery. I just <laughs> ate some popcorn. Yo, why can I be quarterback? <laughs> but, uh, dude, no, I, was, I did have to work this week, which was lame. But, dude, okay, I have to, I went to work today, and they're doing a show. I won't say what show it is. I'm not going to, you know, call anybody out. But they're cooking food for their guests that attend the show, right? So, uh, this guy... That's doing the show, or whatever. He has a, a cow butchered, right? So you know, fresh beef, cool. You know, they're gonna make mm-hmm. burgers. They got some slabs of meat, like some steaks. They're gonna cook, and uh, like we have this big catering kitchen at at my work, which has like a huge freezer, two huge refrigerators, like you know anything you could need to prepare a nice meal, or whatever. Yeah. So he comes in, puts like, dude, no kidding, it's probably a thousand pounds. Close to probably of beef, of like steaks, ground beef, all this kind of stuff. And uh, dude, like it starts kind of smelling weird in there. I'm like, okay, it kind of smells weird. So I go in there. They're like, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, pressure cooking some eggs, like some boiled eggs. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, okay, that, okay, okay, I got it, I got it. You know, kind of stank. I was like, the egg, because like when you pressure cook, they got like an instant pot, and you when you release the pressure, it just like shoots the steam out, and it's just like got some egg steam, you know. So I was like, okay, it kind of smelled like a fart, you know. Smelled kind of like sulfury. Yeah. So I was like, okay, no big deal. So we go back in there later, and dude, it stinks. I'm talking like, and they're just like going around like they don't even smell anything. I was like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to offend. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, man. Uh, are those are those fridges on? And he was like, "Yeah, dude, they're on." I went and checked them; they were on and everything. And uh, I was like, "Okay." So I walk back out, and dude, it just keeps stinking. Like the kitchen is huge, and it it's like coming out into the hallway. Dude, it's smelling like real bad. I'm talking like smelling pretty rank. I'm talking like you know. I'm talking like some boo boo is what it's it's smelling like. Nasty, dude. Some booty. Some booty. Yeah. And. uh did I go back in there again? I was like, dude, um, like, where you, I was like, first of all, I just asked him where he got the meat, just like in a, a passing conversation, you know, because I wasn't, I wasn't like, dude, your meat stinks. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I was like, dude, where'd you get this meat at? You got a lot. And he was like, oh yeah, I got it from the uh, processor. And um, he said somewhere, it was like an hour away. And I was like, oh, okay. And uh, I saw him loading it in, and he had it in the back of his truck. And it's like in sealed packages, but in these cardboard boxes sitting in the back of his truck. Just sitting in the truck, not in a cooler. Yeah. And uh, I, like the place that he got it processed was like an hour away. And I was, oh, like, Lord. I was like, dude, that just baked in the freaking sun on the way over here. 
and he oh i was like dude it's ruined i was like you got i didn't i didn't tell him i was like i was like have a good show because i'm not gonna be here tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> but i was like god i hope nobody eats those burgers baby oh man dude i felt bad i didn't say anything though i should have i feel bad about not saying something now but dude I'm, there's moments like that you know where it's it's kind of tough to be the good to do, guy though. i didn't know what to do it's like if it's like he's if, like such a nice guy but I, they just like there was other people in there helping him like do stuff like fix other things and uh they were just like oblivious to the smell of that and i was like dude what are you, what's going on like my my smellers bro it's like i, you, I don't you, have a good sense of smell bro, either. you can smell some nasty booty that's what it smells like. <laughs> it smells like eggs and sewage, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. So, do you feel like you should have told him? I feel like I should have told him, yeah. That's a toughie. That's, I'm going to... Dude, because the fridge is wrong, though. Like, it has temperature, uh, a digital temperature on the top of the fridge. And, you know, it was a, it's a fridge. They're, like, you know, at 30, 40 degrees or something. So, it's on. Like, it's just not going to go bad just because you... I don't know. <laughs> I didn't want to tell him. I was like, dude, our fridges are working fine and your meat is ruined. See, I think you should have told him too. It's kind of like if, dude, you so know, much, if you know that one of your friends, girlfriends, is like, you know, slipping around on them, you got to be that guy that tells them, dude, you know? Dude, that's my friend, though. I don't know him. He's using your facility, though? Yeah. Okay. But I didn't want to ruin his show. Bro, like, you're not going to ruin his show. Bro, that... That's his food. You're going to ruin his show because he's going to realize last second that his meat is bad <laughs> instead of beforehand. The whole, but he can't go get warm. Like the whole part of his show. Kind of like is, you may ruin. Is he's feeding. You may make your friend sad when you tell him that his girlfriend is going and sleeping with all these other dudes. But you're going to save him a lot of time and money. Dude, I don't know. You got to be that guy to I just didn't, be I like, I didn't want to do it. I couldn't do it. And, and you don't even have to tell him straight up. You don't got to be like, dude, your meat reeks. <laughs> you go up and you say, dude, I, I think that this meat might smell a little funky. Like, did, is it like what? Dude. Did you drive it over here in the baking hot sun <laughs> or an hour away? <laughs> like, dude, just think about that. Think of, and it's like straight from the, the animal processor. I'm not trying to gross anybody out if you don't eat meat or whatever. But, uh, like, it's not cold when that happens. Like, it's probably chilled a little bit, but it, it hadn't been refrigerated. Because it's fresh, you know what I mean? It's like, you took an animal, the animal's not cold. Fresh, never frozen beef. Yeah. like Wendy's. And, like, think about you just taking a pound of ground beef and throwing it in your driveway for an hour in 100 degree weather. Like, yeah. Dude, come on. And really, man, I'm assuming he had it, was it in the back of his truck? Yeah, the bed. In the bed. Oh, yeah. Wow. In the bed. No cooler. No cooler. How did, how, why did he do that? I don't know why he did that. Like, that's... I was feeling sympathy for him and kind of no, making dude, you like, the bad guy, but, no. dude, he is shooting himself in the foot. Like, dude, that's, like that's stupid. Because, like, he said, yeah, we're going to bring in a ton of meat. I was like, dude, cool, whatever. I was expecting him to bring, like, a freaking... Uh, I don't know, like a truck or something that has, like, a refrigerated back, like a little box truck, you know? <laughs> And he pulls in with freaking pickup and the meats and cardboard boxes in the back. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on, man. Come on, man. Anyway. I don't know. It sounds like he deserved it. <laughs> See? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway, that's how, my, that's how my week went. That rounded it off for me. It was Friday. I didn't want to confront anybody. 
Deuce. Mm. I'm out. You floated the Caddo now. Have you ever floated the Casa Tot? Casa Tot? No. What is that one? Casa Tot, in some Indian language, stands for the Skull Crusher. <laughs> it's, it really? the, it's the most wild uh, river to float in Arkansas. Most people I've don't not do floated. it. Yeah. I think... I, dude, I don't even have a kayak. I have a tube. I'm not floating in a tube. As you can say, the, the class, like the buffalo is a class one up and down, uh, given that it's like regular water levels, uh, which is not hard at all. Very family friendly. Cossatot has some, some areas that are like class four and five. It's gnarly, uh, dude. Yeah. It's not, probably not the equivalent to like white water rafting, but you don't want to do it. You might, you might crush your skull. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. It was cool, though. It, it, it was a cool river. The flow wasn't very long, like the main one that everybody does. You could go down further. But um, it was only a couple hours. Oh, man. But, when, we uh, got, when we got runner-up in the, the state track meet our senior year, the team that beat us was the Caddo. The Caddo, uh, I think they called them Caddo Hills or something like that. They, they got first. They were the yeah, really, beat us. Dang. Yeah, it's about Arkadelphia and... Uh, yeah. Well, actually, it was in Arkadelphia is where we went, so... Kind of down the Washita area. Yeah. Dude, but the Buffalo is cooler to me because it's not... Um, it's the LeBron James of rivers in Arkansas. Just dude, saying. yeah. Well, no doubt. Well, it's not even that. Like, the water was, you know... It wasn't dirty, but it wasn't super clear. You know what I mean? It yeah. Was just, it was clean river water. The buffalo's like crystal. Yeah, but... Um, Except when pig sewage gets... <laughs> That's, they've had some issues up there. Dude, but it was like... Um, I don't know. It wasn't out... I feel like it was too close to civilization. Because like, like you, you would pass under a overpass and stuff. and mm. I mean, you still see... Well, no. I don't know if you see cars or not. If you're floating down mm. the buffalo, do you? Uh, Are there any roads I mean, directly you, by it? You Kinda. float under Highway 65 at some point, but like you don't yeah, but, really see uh, anything yeah. else. It was just like <laughs> it was kind of close to civilization. I didn't feel like I was. Yeah, the out buffalo. There. You're you know out. I mean? You're out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know. may you may see a couple of like hay fields, yeah. um, but it's that's that's national. Uh, like that's a national forest land. So yeah. if if the people were not there when they declared it national forest land, like you can't buy any more property. So oh, okay, it's like the people that actually have property there, they they were there just before. You can't just kick yeah. them, kick them out. Yeah, it was definitely more more commercialized too, because like every chance you had to stop, like on a little rock bed, you know, where people stop and hang out, park ranger. Every one of them. Really? Just like patrolling, like looking for somebody to do something wrong. Like throwing cans in the water. Would, doing you, call, would you call a park ranger a pig? Would that be, would that be relatable to like a cop? Like, call I mean, him like, a pig? I mean, yeah, like you call, I'm not talking like you go up and you're like, you're a pig. No, it's like, you know, you call cops pigs. Like that's like the slang I don't call for cops cop. pigs. What? You don't? No, the dude. fuzz. I call swine. Them, I call them the fuzz. The fuzz. Five zero, bro. Twelve. That is good slang for cops, pigs. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. Call so them. the, so the, but no, dude. And then when you got done, there was like three cops sitting there at the exit, like just looking for something, waiting for somebody to do something wrong. Oh lord. And then like the buffalo, you never see anybody. I've never seen a cop one time or a park ranger the whole time. I've every time i've been there so i don't know it was cool but yeah i'd go back for sure but i prefer the buffalo yeah is all i'm saying 
Well, good. But good. anyway, well, so your you week, week your, Gary? That's exactly, your week was pretty pretty eventful. That was wow. Whew. Yeah, dude, blew some wind right there. Um, no, man, I'm just moving. I'm working. Um, Shit, that's it, lame. I <laughs> I'm doing school. I went up to Springfield last week and got my key to my apartment. Let's go. And I went and got uh, my badge set up, like, to get around the hospital for clinicals when I go up there. Got my parking pass. Took a drug screen. Uh, got my immunizations. The basics. Yeah, immunizations. Like, just, it's... It's, it's not so, hard. It's such a hassle. It's not hard, but it's just like, golly. Such a hassle, you know. It is. So annoying. Anyways, <laughs> um... You were just you were just talking about the park ranger, and I was talking about the pigs. So I would like to I would like to mention uh, something. I was going down Highway 65 yesterday, and there was a big long line of police officers. I saw that on your uh, Snapchat, or was that Instagram? Was, what was it? It was on my Instagram. Yeah, I was wondering what that was, and and I was like, I I don't know. Like it was weird because I had seen like two or three cops. Like just doing their thing, like in Damascus, and then right there at that road where you turn to go to towards Quitman on Highway yeah, 65, yeah. and like I saw some cops like sitting there, and I was like, man, the cops are out today. And then, like less than a minute later, this stampede of cops come by, and I'm like, what is going on? So I was unaware of this, but some people reached out to me uh, on my story, and they said that. That's what cops do when a when a police officer has fallen, like as far as like being so dead. Yeah, but was he like? Were they? Was it a funeral? No, like, they was, were they were escorting his body down to the Little Rock uh, Crime Lab. Okay, yeah. So, uh, but they were escorting him. I just thought they were just all on a line going to a specific place, but he was actually being escorted. Yeah. And okay. So okay, okay. just to just you. to pay homage to to the dude and kind of give his his story some some life. The dude's name was uh, Mike Stevens. He was fifty six years old. Um, he had been in law enforcement for over twenty years. Uh, he served in the U.S. military, and uh, apparently, the from the story that I read on ABC, because uh, ABC did something on it, mm, they said that he showed up. At like eight in the morning at this lady's house over like a like a welfare dispute or domestic welfare check or something like that, and uh, he goes up, starts talking to her, and dude fires shots and I guess hits him, and apparently the dude uh, that shot him, the suspected shooter, also died, and it was unclear as to whether the police shot him or if he killed himself, uh, but. As you were saying, we kind of talked about this before the podcast. Murder, suicide is a is a real thing. Yeah, that's true, man. And that's sad to say, but it is a reality sometimes. Um, you see that I've seen that a few times this year. A murder, suicide. Really? Yeah. Those. Um, oh, what was it? It was in Conway. Those people that were found. There's a couple found dead in their home, and uh, I think they said that was a murder suicide. It's like. They just get something, something snaps in their brain, and then they they kill someone, and then they it's Feel like really they, bad it's like it. they come to the realization after they've done that, and they're like, oh, there's no way I can. It's like they don't want to face constant. You know what I mean? So or in the situation 
that this dude that happened in Leslie, whatever went down there, um, it could have been more of a situation like, oh, I just shot a police officer and I don't want to pay the penalty for that, so I'm just going to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad, man. Very sad. Yeah. And I just wanted, I just wanted to, I just wanted to pay my respect to him. Um, and, uh, really just any law enforcement that, that puts their lives on the line on a daily basis. I mean, my, my papa, he was a, uh, he was a uh, police officer and he, he actually did like undercover, uh, drug enforcement and uh, robbery enforcement in Jackson, Mississippi for several, several years. Uh, they used to call him the bloodhound because he'd go and <laughs> sniff them out. Bull. Bloodhound. But uh, some of the stories he's told me as far as like just getting with like big-time drug dealers and basically go, he was like the guy that would go and meet them. Like He'd be like, yeah, can you hook me up with this large quantity of whatever it was? And he would be the one that would have to go out to them and like you know, like the pop the trunk type situation, you know, pop and, the trunk. and like he would, do it. he would have pop the trunk. Yeah, do it, pop the trunk, do it, do it, do it, pop the trunk. <laughs> but he he would be the one that would walk out there, and he'd have his team of of police officers watching him, and he had like a certain signal that he would give, and that's when they'd come and crash in on him. Dang, that's and it's cool, cool though. Yeah, as cool as that is, though, man, like that's dangerous. Oh yeah, for that's sure. dangerous, dude. Because what if they? Uh, what if they just finally, what if they just have a realization? They're like, dude, this guy's a, a cop. And they just yeah. bust him down right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be terrible. That would. And, and to put it into perspective, it's like when you hear stories like that, you're like, oh, that's, that's really dangerous. But when you hear about something like, dude, he went out for a, it was a domestic welfare check is what it was. And like he just went to this person's door. I mean, I'm sure they deal with domestic disputes all the time. And it's like, you don't expect, I mean, as a cop, I'm sure you're trained to always expect, like always be alert, everything. But you just don't, I don't know. Like it's that easy for stuff like that to happen. Yeah. And so, so definitely, definitely appreciate your law enforcement. If you have anybody in your life that you're close to that, that does enforce the law, let them know that you're, you're appreciative for them. It's true. May that officer rest in peace. I hope that justice is served, uh, whatever happened. And may his family be comforted. Yeah. That's all you can do, man. That's keep all we can keep do. them in your prayers. Yep. No. Um, other than that, though, I, uh, I went for a bike ride. I just got some new tires. Bought some bikes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> got some, dude, got some new meats on there. <laughs> yeah. Some new rubber. Some new treads, baby. <laughs> no. So I, I blew out my tire Oh no! last year. It's oh, been like a year. Wow. Yeah. You just not I, got it fixed? And I didn't get it fixed <laughs> uh, because what I used my bike for was like riding around uh, school. I'd keep it in the back of my truck and then I, like the parking situation at UCA is terrible. So I would just take it out of the back of my truck and just ride around campus. And uh, I didn't get it fixed because I didn't really need it. I wasn't yeah. riding around campus uh, anymore. And so I got my tires fixed one day and I was like, oh yeah. So I went for this bike ride and I, I pull up to my neighbor's house. Keep in mind, I've had, I've had these tires on this bike for one day. 
I go and I'm like, "Yo, what's up, Craig? Like, I haven't talked to you in a while." And you know, Craig. Yeah, <laughs> Craig. Craig was our neighbor for several Craig. years. Craig. Yeah, no, Craig. But uh, I, I was just like, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. I was just gonna let you know, man. Like, I'm fixing to pack up shop, sell the house, move. It's been been great to be your neighbor. You know, still gotta get with Logan and and Fred and let yeah. them know. But uh, he was he just got talking to me and he had this sick bike like sick bike and i was like oh dude like i just got my bike dude you know fixed was it I, like a was it like a roadmaster with the thin tires yeah or were they meaty no they were like really thin and it was like dude he made me pick it up yeah and it was no lie probably two two times or more lighter than my bike dang i was like dude what is this made out of aluminum yeah and so he, he there's this other bike that's hanging up and it's a, it's a Schwinn. It's a little bit older model. You tell he'd had it for a while. But I was like, so what about that bike? You ever ride that bike? Because like, I, I didn't know that he rode bikes like Craig. I, mean, I didn't know he rode bikes. That's my thing. I was like, <laughs> dude, I live by you. I did not, you don't strike me as the cyclist. Bro, I've never seen him ride out. <laughs> I know. Of his house. <laughs> so so he, uh, he's like, yeah, man, I don't ever ride that one. He's like, you want it? And I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, you want that Schwinn? I never ride it. And I was like, a Schwinn bicycle? You're just going to give me that Schwinn bicycle? <laughs> dude, you're just going to give me that Schwinn? And he gave it to me, dude. He gave you the Schwinn. He gave me the Schwinn. And I looked, I looked it up. Solid as a rock. Dude, I looked it up on Walmart, the exact model and everything. And it's like a $300 bicycle. Dude, Schwinns are expensive, He man. just gave it to me. So One man's trash. Yeah. It's another man's treasure. I was dude, like. The one, the, his new one, though, is probably like 600 he probably had a fresh one. Oh, yeah, well, he, yeah, he, it was like almost a thousand dollar bike, actually. Oh, he see? said, see, he doesn't need that $300 trash. Trash. <laughs> Dude, my, like, the one I have squeaks and like all kinds of stuff. Like, I'm, I'm more than blessed to have a Schwinn, but I, uh, I haven't rode it yet because it needed new tubes and new tires. And I, I went today. You take it to the ride. I took it to the ride, dude. Yee. I just rolled, <laughs> I rolled it right in there and I said, man. I got this bike. This dude just gave me this bike. He said it needs new tubes and new tires. And I uh, just want to make sure I get the right ones. They were really friendly, man. He was like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll fix you right up. Sweet. He was trying to sell me, though. He's like, so these are the, these are the cheaper ones. Oh, he, yeah, okay. Yeah. You go in, like, you're, gonna, you're, you're just going to get the Michelins, you know, the regular. Yeah. And then he's like, dude, we got some good years over here, though, that'll last three times as long. Yeah, yeah. They're about 500 bucks. <laughs> yeah, bro. He was showing me these $20 ones, and he was like, but the pop resistance on these ones, or the flat, the flat resistance, because you, if you run over stuff, you're less likely to get a flat. He's like, these, a lot better tire, 50 bucks. Dude, <laughs> do they have any for 35 no, they didn't. Didn't have a middle it one. Went, it went jump. It jumped up. I may have went for the middle. I may have went I know for the middle. I that's what I'm saying. Because usually I go for the middle. But it went for 20 It went from $20 to $50. For the whole, for two? Or just one? For two tires, and then I had to get tubes, too. It ended up being about 60 dollars. That's not bad, though. No. Not bad? No, dude. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've never ridden, like, a quality bike. And that is a quality bike. Dude, you're just going to be like... Oh, dude. Flying down the I street. Am. You know what I mean? Dude, when I get on the road on my other one, because I went for like a 12-mile ride just across Conway the other day, and I, I was struggling, man. Like, my bike, it only stays in a specific gear. Oh, that's and the so worst. And so I would get on a hill, and like, like I would be rolling, 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 hit that hill, and it's like, oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> just like pump. Like it doesn't even look like I'm riding the bike. It looks like I'm ugh, punching it. <laughs> like I'm just like <laughs> going up the hill. Oh, but yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm not going to get, I don't think I'm going to get into biking, but I'm definitely going to make that kind of part of my daily routine. Dude, you should go, you should see how long you could go on a ride for. Could you do a 50 miler? Oh yeah. I've done a 32 miler. On a bike? Yeah. In Hawaii. Did you really? I did. That's insane. It was more accurately probably around 36 miles, but I don't like to boast, so I say, 30, <laughs> I say 32. Dude, try and ride one. Ride one from uh, Conway to your parents' house. How far would that be? I don't know. I don't either. I really probably don't 40 know. miles, maybe. Something like that. It, yeah, it'd probably be about like that. But at that point, I'd, I'll just ride to Choctaw to my mom's to make it 50. You know? <laughs> Dude, think of how epic that would be, you know, coming down that hill when you're fixing to come into Damascus from Conway. Think about uh, how... On a bike. Think about how sucky it would be to ride up the hill. Dude, you would be cooking coming down that thing. I'm talking, you'd probably be going 70, oh, 80 yeah, miles dude, an hour. I would be scared. Dude, if you crash, you'd be dead instantly. No doubt. Oh, dude, that's, that's wild. I never <laughs> even thought about that. Whoa. That is a big hill, though. Imagine, like, if I went to Choctaw, just imagine I had to cycle up B Branch Mountain. <laughs> Dude, if you're going, think about how bad that would hurt. If you had, you're going 30, 40 on a bike. You know, if you say you're just around Conway. Or, 30, 40 is cooking or on a bike. around Springfield, <laughs> just going down like a, a pretty steep hill. You just hit a pebble. Shink. You're done. Chomp. I should have bought the $50 tires. <laughs> <laughs> <I should've laughs> <bought> the- <laughs> Cranium smashed. <laughs> Because those helmets, like, you'd still skid your face across the ground. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You'd have to get, like, a freaking motorcycle helmet. Like, a full helmet with a face mask. You'd, you'd get what they call the, the medical condition called road rash. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, shut up. I thought you were going to say something cool. <laughs> road rash. You got a strawberry. No, that's... I went for that bike ride, though, the other day, and so I got into running when I was training for that marathon, and it was really freeing. I got to a point where I was in physical condition enough to, like, enjoy running and get in, like, a flow state, and I went for that ride the other day, and yeah, like, it, there were times where I was like, oh, gosh, damn, I want to go over this bridge or over this hill or whatever, but uh, most of the time, man, because I went early in the morning before it got too hot, it's just like a freeing feeling. You're out on a bike, like you actually got some wind going through your your locks, you know. Got some wind in my hair, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it part of part of my daily routine to just like the apartment that I got up in Springfield. Literally has a like a big city park right next to it with a yeah. huge trail that goes around. Yeah, and so I'm just gonna like in the mornings. Yeah, maybe, dude, bike trails are cool. I'm sure if you rode your bike, you've ridden the bike trails in Conley. I've only ridden around Conway like one time. Oh, dude, you should go to the bike trails I think before I you did. leave. Dude, I think take I, your nice bike. They're, they're really smooth, too. Yeah, I, well, I think, uh, is the, the Salem Trail one of them? Yeah, but they all they all kind of interconnect. But yeah, you can go to that one. That's where yeah, you can start I think I, I got on that one the other day, and I ended up going like all the way down that thing to like Tyler Street. Yeah, it goes. it's pretty far. And I was like, that's, that's really neat. But <clears throat> this kind of brings me to, to something. Uh, about about daily routines um you don't have to necessarily uh and i know routine is like you know keep keep the same thing keep it going do do it consistently i guess would be a good way to put 
a routine into a word is consistency. Um, but it's like, let that kind of ebb and flow. It's like I've went through periods uh, where I really like to go on a walk in the mornings and listen to like an audio book or, or something. Uh, I got to a point where I was training for that marathon and like my routine was to run uh, so many miles uh, in a week or something like that. And uh, right now it's like I'm kind of I'm kind of ebbing and flowing in the direction of like biking. And so like it's almost like seasonal. You can you can think it's like if you're starting to get burned out with your, your routine that you've got. Look at making some adjustments to it. It's like, dude, I don't have to bike every day if it's burning me out, you know, like yeah, pick, pick something true. else that you do that you can do. It may be, I don't know, taking a cold, cold dip or going and doing like a sauna room, making it part of your routine. Like I'm just picking out all kinds of different things, but it's really up to you, whatever you want to do as far as your routine. It could be cooking something yeah, every that's true. day. Yeah, and also uh, what you're talking about, spicing it up a little bit. Um, say you get burned out on something, and you're like, okay, I'm going to try something else. And then you try something that you, you know, you've never tried, but you really, really like. And then that's something you don't get burned out on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you might find something to do that you never thought you'd like. So yeah. just adding a little variety. So then that, that kind of brings me to my next thing. Got any routines, Will? Routines. Um, it doesn't have to be health related. I mean, just health like related? What, no, it doesn't have to oh, be. Oh, it doesn't have to be. Okay. Like just routines that you get in, things that you find yourself doing pretty regularly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's strange because the first routine I have is at 545 every morning I will wake up no matter what. I'm not even, I'm not like, I get if that. I've got, if I've got five hours of sleep the night before, or if I've got 10 hours at 545, my eyes are going to open. And I usually get up at 6, but 5.45 for some reason, that always happens. So I guess that'd be my first routine. Um, uh, work's not a routine, but when I get home, I guess that'd be when my routine would start. Or in the morning, I don't... I'm not a big morning person. I was going to say, what do you do in the morning? In the morning? Like, what, is your, what is your morning oh, what's routine? what's my morning routine? Yeah, I want to hear this. Um, okay, well, I get up. I set my alarm for 6. I got to be at work at 7. It's about 20 minutes away. So I get up at six, take a shower. Um, by then I stay in there quite a long time. So by then it's probably six ten, six fifteen. Stay in the shower a long time. Yeah, just sitting there soaking just right in soaking. the morning. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Just stick your head under the the burning hot water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then after that, I go in the kitchen and fix lunch that I'm going to take or going to eat for that day. Uh, most of the time, ninety percent of the time, I take my lunch every day. I don't. I try not to eat out at lunch. I w- wish I was more like that. I work at the hospital and they have that little cafeteria. Down yeah, there. that's true. So convenient, Dude, but it's, it's bad not. for me too because uh, Little Caesars, Sonic, Popeyes is all within a mile of where I work at. So yeah. I used to never take my lunch, and I got really fat because I eat Popeyes yeah. every day. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I take my lunch or make my lunch, and then. Uh, after that, go outside, start the car, come back in, make sure I didn't forget anything, tell Courtney goodbye, and then I'll leave. Go to work. And when I get home, um, when I get home, usually I just uh, go play with my dog a little bit. I guess that's a routine. 
Yeah. Uh, getting some regular time. Yeah. And then, um, more often than not, I'll play guitar sometime when I get home. Most, it's probably almost every day when I get home. I'll play the guitar. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. If you, you know, if you find something that you really enjoy, you never get burned out on it. Like, I, ne- I could play guitar every day and I'll never get burned out on it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so, I, I do know what you mean. Yeah, because you probably do that. <laughs> but, um, uh, no, my other routine, though, is YouTube videos. I watch, I, I watch at least a YouTube video every day. Yeah. Not necessarily any specific genre, but yeah. I always end up watching a YouTube video before I go to sleep. Think about YouTube, man. You can stumble across some pretty mindless things, but you can also stumble across some gems. That's true. There's a, that's the thing. Sometimes I watch some stupid videos or something that just to entertain me. But then, you know, if you can find a lot of, there's a lot of knowledge on YouTube. No doubt. A lot of knowledge to be had. A lot of whether knowledge. It's, whether it's true or good. Yeah. That's that, the thing, that, That's for you to decide. That's the thing. It's like instead of... Drew, Drew Payne kind of talked about this when he came on, but he... The thing between YouTube is it provides all of these different perspectives. There's a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of garbage, but there is a lot of perspective. Yep, that's true. When you limit yourself to Fox News or MSNBC, whichever one you watch... Uh, those are two two windows, two perspectives, with with a lot of knowledge, and um, yeah, I feel like it's I feel like gaining more perspective is more valuable than having one or two sources that you get everything from. Yeah, that, that's especially true in uh, in today's society. It seems like um, it's that there's there's only two sides. Like you, it's like people say you either have to pick. This side or this side, whether it be politics, whether it be uh, something scientific, whether it be religious, so like you either believe this or this, and they're polar opposites. It's like you can't have a, you can't be anywhere in between. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't be lukewarm or not lukewarm. That's a bad word. You can't be, uh, I guess, just kind of centered in the middle of it. it you know, kind of teetering yeah. back and forth. And the thing is, you can have, you can have your thoughts and ideas. Like you can kind of have your stance on things but what i see that the issue with the the side picking is it gets in the way of like actual intellectual conversation to solve problems it's like it becomes so much about my side and my um yeah point that it's like we're not really looking at being the best for everybody does that yeah, make sense it's like it's like people are trying to defend their team instead of saying what they actually think. Well, no, that's kind of a bad example, but... Say that again? It's like people are just trying to defend their team. They're trying to defend their side. Yeah, I see it's what like, you're it's saying. It's like the group of people that believe what they believe, too. But it's like... I don't know. It's just so extreme. Like, yeah, well, the example I like to use is uh, veganism. It's like, man... I. I'm okay with veganism. Like, if you want to be a vegan, that's completely fine to have many friends that are vegans. But some vegans get in this this cult mindset. It's like, oh, that's so bad that you're doing factory farming and you're eating animals and you're killing animals and this and that. And it's like so much about their side, their point, their belief that they they don't even like 
give attention or or thought to like why somebody does that. It's yeah, like they totally yeah. lose sight of veganism or uh, the point in which they started, and it's like it's become more of like a like a team that they're on. Yeah. And uh, you see that especially in politics. And I'm not a politician. I never will be. I'm not claiming to be one. And I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm just going to talk, talk about politics. I'll talk about politics. two different sides. <laughs> it's all you see is either extreme one way or extreme the other way. It's like, and once, it's like once you, once they, it's like a certain point. Once they cross that barrier for whatever side they're on, it's like, they they won't even consider anything else from the other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like even if say this this Joe Blow had a good idea, mm-hmm. but he's not my political party, then just by default, he's not my political party, so I'm not gonna yeah. listen to what he has to say. You know? It's kinda strange. It's like a team versus it's like a team. team. Like you gotta you can't just look at the team. You gotta look at the players on the team. Like it's like okay, I'll use this it's like your favorite sports team. I like the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Or say, no, 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 no. Bad example. Let's do a different example. <laughs> okay, let's do it. I, I don't like the New York Yankees, right? Right. Not a fan of the Yankees. Never have been. Me either. But I do like Derek Jeter. He was one of my favorite players ever. Mm. Just the way he played, the way he conducted himself, the way he handled you mm-hmm. know, on mm-hmm. and off the field. So it's like, yeah, I don't like the Yankees, but I like someone that was on their team. You know? It's, so it's like... Even if somebody you don't like politically or scientifically, you know, they're not on your team. Yeah. They can still have good ideas. But think about, think about how many people don't like Derek Jeter just because he plays for the Yankees. Yeah, but that's Because a, they don't like the Yankees. Yeah, I know, but that's a terrible reason to hate exactly. him. Exactly. I'm, I'm just giving the other side to it. Yeah, that's true. I'm yeah. just giving the other side to it because that's a, that's a reality. It's a, it's a team cult type mentality. Yeah. You lose, you lose sight of the issue. And you gain sight of what your team has in mind. Yeah. So I don't know. People are too wrapped up in teams, man. Too wrapped up Dude, in teams. I'm not even talking about I'm talking about anything. Sports. Team iPhone. Exactly. Electronics. Especially like NBA. Like, oh dude. I get on Twitter a lot and you can go on there and just see people having heated arguments over basketball oh, it gets teams. obnoxious man dude it is like come on like Bro, i work with I some people it. i, I work it. with people that live on facebook and the <laughs> only reason they are alive is to debate nba <laughs> topics it's like who's like, the best michael jordan or lebron james that is the most it's like idiotic who's gonna, argument who's gonna be better <laughs> russell westbrook james harden Katie, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, anthony davis like who cares just watch the games they're gonna yeah. be entertaining it's you don't have to it I hate it. I hate it. I hate but I'd still keep getting on there and looking at it. Well the thing the thing is like it's it's the people that you're you're talking about. They take it to the extreme. Dude, it's it's fun to kind of banter back and forth. Oh yeah, like me. Like me, nobody would Pac- watch around the horn if it wasn't fun to watch competitive banter. Yeah, like me uh me you and Paxton used to banter all the time. Yeah. But we never got mad at it each other. It never got heated. You know? It got well, I say it might got a little heated, but it wasn't like really heated. Like, I wasn't fixing to throw jabs at you because you're talking <laughs> bad about Kyrie Irving for the Celtics, you know? Dude, I don't know. They just take it way too far. They do. They do, man. I don't know how we got off on that, but that's it's a good point. What were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> routines. 
Yeah, what's no. your routine? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was something after that. What did you say? After oh. That? I forgot what you said. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, I think I think really we just wrapped that wrapped that one up. <clears throat> no, um we were we were talking a little bit about uh routines and I told you I was gonna start making biking part of my routine when I move up to Springfield and I kinda wanna talk about um the opportunity for growth that one has when they create distance from a from a former situation. And I've <clears throat> I've never done this like like moving somewhere, but I mean just like distancing yourself from people you may used to have hung out with. Um it's hard it's hard for me to think of examples right off the top of my head, but just creating distance from a former situation so that you can grow. Maybe your situation is is hindering you in ways. And that doesn't mean like that doesn't mean that you've got a bad situation. But if you have goals and there are things that are getting in the way of those goals, whether they be distractions or whatever, just creating a little bit of distance could definitely be beneficial. And so <clears throat> I'm I'm really eager. The reason I bring this up is I'm really eager to move up to Springfield because it, it's really hard to realize when things are hindering you from your growth. And it's like when you're in this situation, we like to get comfortable. We were talking about routines earlier, and you, you like to get in that routine. You like to get comfortable. And so you kind of become desensitized to certain things around you. And I'm ready for that to kind of shake up. Like when I move up to Springfield for the next two years, like I don't know anybody up there. Nobody has really any expectations of me. Uh, they don't they don't know me. And so I have this opportunity to kind of uh, not be a new person because I'm I'm the same person. I'm always growing and evolving to to who I want to be. But there's there's going to be there's just going to be opportunity for different types of authenticity that I may not have expressed in my current situation. Yeah, because it's hard to, I know what you're saying, because say, say you're talking to one of your old, old friends, you know, well, not an old friend, not one of your best friends, but somebody you've seen before, you've hung out with before, and you've had a, you know, you've grown, you've had a, a drastic, well, not a drastic, but a shift in your, in your thinking, you've had, you know, something happened to you where it gave you a new realization about something, and uh, it's hard for them to grasp that somebody they knew it's like how they knew you it's hard for them to grasp yeah. the new person they have these ex- these former expectations of a, yeah of a well not even expectation little... it's just like they have an idea of who you are but like you grew so it's kind of i don't know it's just kind of hard for them to understand where you're coming from yeah what i mean what i mean by expectation is almost like the identity that they that they give you for, yeah like the... for example it's like if Say I was uh, back in high school and I'm like the class clown that doesn't really care about style. I mean, it comes to school, sweats, T-shirt most of the time. And I'm, I'm, pr- I'm good buddies with this guy. Not the greatest of friends, but we get out of high school. I see this dude like five, six years down the road. And I- I've changed a lot. I'm, 
I've got a decent job. <clears throat> I've got hobbies that I enjoy. I'm a sharp dressed man most of the time. Like I, I've, I've matured. So for him to come back and meet me, so like say we, we get on the phone, somehow we meet or, or whatever. I haven't seen him yet, but we, we end up talking. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'd, I'd love to, to meet you for lunch sometime. Just kind of catch up. It's been forever since I've seen you. And what I mean by expectations is like when he, when he's like, okay, I'm going to go see Garrett for the first time in a long time. It's like you start building these, what you expect of, of me. It's like he's going to be like, oh, he was this class clown. He's gonna yeah. be funny, a r- little rough around the edges, yeah. not, you know, not too concerned with looks, things like that. And he comes and I'm a totally different person. And so any, like anybody, like you, yeah. you're, you're one of my best friends, and it's going to be different for me going up there and not having you around and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you have these these preconceived ideas about who I am because yeah. because you've been around me a lot. Same thing with with my parents. It's like my parents they they think I'm what they think I am, and it's like I, I want to go up and and test those boundaries and just like push myself to be like like. Who really is Garrett Collins? Like, I feel yeah. like you're always discovering yourself, and I feel like me moving and creating a little bit of distance is gonna catalyze that in some direction. Yeah, it's like the people you meet up there will have no memory of you. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cause, Blank cause, slate. Because, like, even I mean, say you're gonna hang out with one of your old buddies you hadn't seen in a while, you're gonna meet him for lunch. It's like the last time you saw him, you were 18. Say you're both 23, 24 now. I mean, you have a a general idea that you're both going to be a little more mature. You know, you've both experienced some things. But, like, going up there, they don't have anyone you meet, like, any friends you meet, any acquaintances. They're not going to have any preconceived notion of you at all. So, it's like, they're going to be meeting your genuine self that you are in the current time. You know, which is really cool to me. And, you know, that's that's very cool, too, in that, you know... Um, it's like you're the controller of it. You know what I mean? So it's like you can go up there and say, okay, people down here perceive me maybe in a different way. It's like, how do I want these people to perceive me? Yeah. So it's like, you, it's like you're controlling the way somebody will see you because they've never seen you before. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's more difficult. Um, you can still do it. You can definitely do it and, and make change in your life. But it's, it's definitely more difficult to be around people that you are around a lot more. It's like, say you, wanted, you decide that you want to change something about your life. You're like, I don't, I don't necessarily like this about me. It, it doesn't benefit me, and I can change this. And so you start changing that, and it's very obvious that you're changing that around the people that already know you. And it's like they, they may be supportive of it, but they may also be like, that's not Garrett. It's like they place the identity. They place the ex- expectation yeah, on yeah. you that you're like this. And it's like when you go against that, when you try to make change, it's almost like people can either be supportive or not be supportive. Yeah. It's like they don't, not that they don't support you. It's just they don't, um, what am I trying to say? They're not comfortable with change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I mean, it's not that, say, you did something that, um, 
I'd never seen you do before. So you made a change. Um, I don't know what an example would be, but you just make a change. I mean, it could be as simple as a haircut. <laughs> yeah, well, you make a change, and I see you. It's not that I wouldn't be supportive of you because you're my friend. It's just be that it's a it's like a drastic change. You know what I mean? Well, not yeah. even a drastic change, but just a change at all. So it kind of just like tweaks the other person's brain. They're like, well, that's not how I... The brain is such a weird thing. It's it like, is. that's not how I perceived him before, but now he's different. So like, how do I perceive him now? You know yeah. what I mean? And so Very coming, strange. Coming from the person's perspective that has made the change, it can be, even if you do have people that are supportive around you, it can just be intimidating. It can be, there's just something about it. Dude, I gotcha. It's like, you don't want to let your friends or your acquaintances down. Because you feel like if you change, then they're gonna have a different perspective yeah, of you. They like you because they you're like you because you're you. So you change, and you don't want to change the way they feel about you. Exactly. So it's very strange. To- so wrapping this all back around, creating distance to where there are no expectations or people that have this identity of you in their head. It's like you're you're able to kind of make that change more easily. It's like I want to become this person. I have this ideal self in my mind and and moving away is definitely going to help me achieve that um easier than it would be if i stayed in arkansas yeah that's true and the distance might help your acquaintances back here they're back home it'll give them some distance from you and then you know they won't forget about you obviously because you're friends you know what i mean your friends and family but they might uh you know they might forget some of your habits they might forget what you like, no, we'll not forget, but it'll slip their mind what you like to do, how you acted, you know, how you conducted yourself. And then, you know, you come back and they get a fresh, not a fresh slate, but they get a like, kind of like a reset. So it's yeah. like you kind of get to um, introduce yourself to them again because you've yeah, been it's gone like, hey, for man, a while. I've been off doing this for X amount of years yeah. and like I'm, I'm just a, a different person. Yeah. I'm more, I'm more of who I want to be than, than I, when, when I left Arkansas. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So I don't know. That that's I'm excited about it. It's scary, dude. It's really scary. I've got less than two weeks before I move and it's it's a little intimidating, but it's, it, it probably is intimidating, man. There's a lot a lot of excitement that goes along with that too, because I know it's just gonna be a good experience. Yeah. That's true. So that's true. <clears throat> Anyways, we I got one one uh or no you oh. got you got the the lady the oh, lady dude, dude talk yeah. about the lady okay so um at church uh we support some missionaries in other countries uh and one of the missionaries they're I think they're located in Thailand and anyway um somebody from our church sent on a message saying that the this missionary from Thailand she was really sick. Uh, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. Um, you know, she's in a foreign country. It'd probably be hard to, you know, diagnose things when modern medicine isn't. And I and when I say they're in Thailand, they're not in like the very densely populated, you know, kind of advanced place, advanced cities in more Thailand. Rural they're more areas. in the rural areas, yeah. <clears throat> so they don't have you know a really nice hospital, you know, close by. So, but. They were saying she she was sick. They didn't know what was wrong with her, and they said that she hadn't slept in ten days. Ten, count them. Hadn't slept. I'll I'll say that one more time. Hadn't slept 
in 10 days. 10. Garrett, it's pretty bad. 10 days. I looked it up online. The longest recorded time of anybody throughout the history of the earth since they've been recording this that hasn't, the longest time someone hasn't slept was like 11 days and a few hours. So she was almost at the world record for not man. sleeping. She just doing another another day or two, man. She could have totally broke it, dude. <laughs> dude, I don't know though. Like, how does that's, that even happen? That's rough, man. Dude, like, I honestly don't know how that happens. So, like, obviously the guy that broke the record was trying not to sleep, but I, but she wasn't trying not. You know what I mean? How does it happen? How does someone go ten days without sleeping? I don't know. Some some type of disease state. Dude, I don't either. But they sent another message saying that she got a little better and she because she finally got some sleep. And she finally got to see a good doctor in the United States. So they say she's doing better. I attribute that to sleep. Yeah. So, but like, how do you go 10 days? I don't know. 10 days. What happens after 48 hours of sleeplessness, Gary? Well, after 18 hours of wakefulness, your brain begins to fail. So, um, dude, I'm, and that doesn't, I don't want to say like you're, like you're going into brain failure, but like it, it starts to deteriorate like it needs rest after 18 hours and so 10 just imagine 10 days dude they said well she's she's better now and stable in a united states hospital she got some sleep so i don't even think that she's in peril or anything i wouldn't say anything about it if she was you know in a bad situation but she's doing better but just think about that they said she couldn't even communicate she couldn't talk because her brain was so tight you know what i mean like that's insane to me 10 days Sleep, dude. She was fixing to die. I I think it's because she hadn't slept. Yeah, sleep is sleep is one of the most powerful medicines for just maintaining your body, letting your stuff. body just you know repair Heal. itself a little bit. But <laughs> the Guinness Book of World Records actually does not recognize uh, the record for like most days in a row without sleep anymore because it's too dangerous. Yeah, dude. You'll like die. It's, it's too dangerous. But I believe it. They'll they'll let you do like all of these base jumping world records and stuff because it's yeah, not like eating it's not the dangerous. Most. Dude, saw, <laughs> uh, do you remember the L.A. Beast? I do remember L.A. He's Beast. In, <laughs> he's in the Guinness Book of World Records for eating the most uh, ghost peppers, the Carolina Reaper, or whatever. That's just wild. eating the most in uh, under a minute. He ate like sixty grams or something. Oh my gosh! But Why would you? Do they'll that let you do that, but you can't go ten yeah. days without sleeping. By the way, the pepper, like when you get a pepper that hot, yeah, it's going to burn your mouth, but your intestines feel that uh, even more so than your mouth does. And not to and mention- we're not, even, we're not even talking about taking a dookie. We're yeah. just talking about the interior lining of and, your intestines. And the thing is, it messes you up so bad that a lot of people that try to do that end up puking. And just imagine puking up peppers that goes all through your nose, your mouth. Like it, that is a terrible time, dude. I don't know how he does it. That's a terrible Bro, time. La Beast has been doing stuff on YouTube like that for years. Yeah, he's a La Beast. I'll visit him soon with gastrointestinal cancer. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. You can't you can't beat your GI tract up like that for too long. Gotta have a healthy gut. With with that. Some pro, he needs to eat some probiotic yogurt. Yeah, he needs to do more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all go wow. look up LA Beast. The LA Beast. <laughs> do me a favor and go watch some LA Beast. Seriously. It'll 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 give you some perspective. That's a that's a rabbit hole you can get down. L.A. On. Beast is one of those YouTube videos 
with not a lot of knowledge, but very entertaining. <laughs> very entertaining, yeah. Yeah, not uh, garbage. I mean, it's no, it's, it's entertaining. It's entertaining, yeah. It's entertaining. And he's a he's an entertaining guy, like, yeah, aside from just eating. Yeah, he's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Anyways, good name, too. L.A.B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, man, that's that's really all I got. Dude, that's all I got. That's all I got. I usually don't have much. I had more today than I usually do. Yeah. It's been a while since we've done a solo podcast. I was a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Bro, come on. <laughs> nervous. I don't know if nervous is dude, the right you're word. Nervous. Dude, I'm nervous. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if nervous is the right word, but I was like, oh, man, I got to come up with material today. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm kind of, I was the thinking. The people want material. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so, it's. It's easier just to ask people questions and be like, all right, everybody wants to hear you talk. Yeah, dude. It's a lot easier than the guests because I don't <laughs> think of anything. I just kind of vibe off of what they're talking about, and then I come up with questions on the fly. Yeah. I was but, driving, driving down here, and I was like, all right, I got to make a list. I got to make a list. <laughs> I actually had a couple things on a list today. What's up with that? You know what I mean? <laughs> no, dude, but uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening to the episodes with our guest, man. They were, the past month or two, they've been popping off more than usual. I'm not saying we're, like, super popular or anything, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, it's awesome, man. It's just, I'm appreciative of that. Yeah, we've got over 2,000 downloads um, as of, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. There's been 2,000 people download our podcast. Maybe not 2,000 people. Well, that's right. That's right. Not 2,000 people. There's been 2,000 downloads. So they've listened over 2,000 Yeah. Downloads. And dude, like I've had people that are like, dude, I'm a regular listening or listener of your podcast. And I'm like, dude, that is so cool. That's neat, man. It, that, that in that's itself, nifty. dude, it's such a, such a good name. Casual conversation because we have casual conversation on here, but then you meet people out in public that know about your podcast and it evokes casual conversation. Bro, we're spreading awareness. The casual conversation movement. Yeah. Casual conversation everywhere. We're casual. Walmart, casually conversating. <laughs> we're, we're casual the restaurant, conversationists. <laughs> casually conversating. The bank? You guessed it. Casually conversating. <laughs> you guessed it. No, that's, uh, yeah. that's something I didn't expect when we started this, uh, is that people would actually listen and that I would actually gain as much value wow. out of it as I have. Couple noodle heads. It's getting close though, man. We're we're gonna have to to rig something up. Dude, I've I found a couple uh people don't really use Skype anymore for um yeah recording, but I found some cool websites I'll show you. Okay. That that specifically cater to podcasting in different locations. Okay. And what I what I mean by rigging up is I'm I'm obviously moving to Springfield. We just talked about that for a good while, but to continue the podcast, like we're we're gonna have to get some type of platform where we can get the audio quality that we have. Um, Yeah, even if the audio quality isn't as good, I would still rather do it. And then we can get like use another computer and have like a video conference. So like if we wanted to have a guest, like if you wanted to have a guest and you had two microphones, we could do it. Or if I had a guest here. We could still all conversate together, and we could see each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Will, I'm just. I just want to. I don't know if I've ever said this, so I'm going to kind of put you on blast for a second. But you haven't brought any guests on. 
dude, that's you, true. You need to bring some guests on. I'm I'm kind of the coordinator for guests, and as, yeah, dude, because you get all interesting people. As I as I go up to Springfield, I'm, I definitely want to have Jackson Allen yeah, on the podcast. True. That'll be a great podcast. But uh, yeah, it'll give you an opportunity to kind of peruse through the interesting people that you know. Yeah, you know, dude. And the thing is, man, like you say, I know all these interesting people. They're just people. Everybody's interesting. That's true. Everybody's That's true. interesting. Yeah, just yeah. find somebody that can. That I think can I wasn't themselves. looking as hard because um, some of the guests we had or we've had on, we've known mutually. So you know what I mean. I wasn't really thinking about it as much. Yeah, but I definitely need to though. That's for sure. But I mean, there's there's people like, dude, your dad is an interesting guy. He He's works. He cat. works on guitars, and he has well, how many guitars your dad got? Probably like twenty, thirty. And that's, that's just that's just and that's just one thing, dude. He can talk. He's a virtuoso of just putting things together with the guitar. And I mean, he just fixed mine. He cleaned it up real nice. Like he's gonna be the dude that works on my guitars. Yeah, he said it was really dirty. Yeah. Said that was one of the dirtiest guitars you've ever seen. Really? Yeah. You should have seen gets... how much. You should have seen how much dead skin was under the string and dust just from playing. You know. <laughs> I mean, it it happens. It accumulates on all of them. Yeah. He said yeah. it was dirty. <laughs> I uh. I wear that thing out, man. I don't clean it too often. <laughs> you know what they say, though? No, I don't. What do they say? Sturgill Simpson, you know what he says. Oh, dirt don't hurt the way I sing. <laughs> I don't have to change my strings, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he changed the strings, and honestly, that was probably the first time they've been changed in over a year. That's not bad, though. Yeah, not bad. bad. <laughs> as as I, man. It was getting uh, to where like there were little divots, and I was like, at any moment on a good bend, this is going to snap. Yeah. No, dude. I'll find some people to be on here. You move up there. You just let Papa Willie. I'll I find will. some guests. I'll let you Papa. Find, you find a couple of guests up there. I'll keep some guests going down here. I'll let Papa Willie Papa Wheelie <laughs> and, and bring some guests. Know <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. All right. We rambled on. Yeah, we, we did. We did. <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram at GaryTheGreat96 and on Snapchat at Gary, G-A-I-R-Y. And you can find me on Instagram at Will underscore Pennington zero zero. That's, I forgot it. I haven't said it in so long. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at TheScavenger23. I got a Snapchat, too. I think it's the scavenger. I think it's the Scavenger. I think it's the Scavenger. So add me on Snapchat, too. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna whip that out on episode 34. Dude, I never thought about it till right now. To be completely honest, <laughs> I don't really use my Snapchat. Too I don't often, really use it that much. But either. I do have random people. I know. We, I know we have some people that listen in like Sweden or something like that on our podcast. I think they've added me on Snapchat because I don't know. There's a lot of people I don't know that add me on Snapchat. Some weird like, names on there. Yeah, I'm just like yeah. screw it. Yeah, you can call me on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. But. That's all we got, baby. Will and Gary back in the booth today. Wrapping it up. Wrapping it up. But I guess with all that being said, Gary out. Later, Tater.